to the Secrets of the Self-Made podcast, where lifelong learners share their proven formula to achieving what they desire most. These are the students of Self-Made You, who have invested in a higher education that is arguably more important than any other subject. They have mastered self to overcome obstacles and create what they once thought impossible. Now it's your turn to learn and listen from the student who has become the teacher. Class is now in session. Well, hey there. Welcome back to the Secrets of the Self-Made. Today, I am interviewing Kirsten Lynch, and she represents a demographic that, um, you know, I think is is well represented, but sometimes um, I would say it tends to be more in the minority when I'm when I'm speaking of professional women who work outside the home. Um, we tend to attract small business owners, I think, first and foremost. Um, we will attract um, some uh, women who don't work outside the home at all. And um, and then I would say the next demographic is probably the professional women. Um, and I, I've often wondered, you know, why that is, because I myself am a professional woman and I, I really feel um, try to create my messaging to attract that demographic. But I think what gets in the way sometimes is time and, um, and focus, you know, a lot of these professional women that are working outside of the home, they are very distracted by a lot of other things. They have a lot of demands. So it's always fun to interview somebody representing, um, a different demographic, which we are doing today. So Welcome, Kirsten Lynch. Please let us um, in on a few uh, uh, not so well-known facts about yourself. Like, where were you raised, and you know, <laughs> what do you do, and all that good stuff. Sure. Hello. Um, I grew up um, outside of Minneapolis in Minnetonka. Uh, born and raised. Uh, spent my life out there. Left for four years to go to Iowa and go to Luther College. Go Norse. Mm -hmm. um, and then moved back here um, after college. Um, shortly after, started a career um, with a big bank um, and continue to work for them this day. Been 20, 23 years, actually. So um, been a nice long time. I got married 15 years ago. My husband and I live in Golden Valley. Um, and currently it's just us with our two dogs and one cat. Oh. Would you say, I always find this to be very interesting with people who have long tenures with their place of employment or, you know, any other like um, major, um, I guess, things that you're a part of in your life. Do you, do you tend to stay with things like for the long haul? Is that kind of par for course for you? Is, would you say that's part of your personality? I I do. Um, and there are days that I wonder if I'm, uh, am I afraid of change or mm -hmm. am I in for the long haul? And I think I, I get become really responsible, really dedicated. Um, you know, I think that's why I've been in, in my uh, company so long is that uh, I enjoy the relationships. I enjoy building that long-term um, career development. Um, and it's not, it's not as 
normal anymore. People move around a lot more. It's mm -hmm. also a lot more acceptable now. I feel like when I first started, everyone told me not to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think it is my my personality. I'm really going to stick with something, um, yeah. maybe sometimes to my detriment, like I can't give up. Um, but yeah, no, I love I love to be there and and I will probably spend my whole career there. Yeah, I think that's really cool and very admirable. And I also think that sometimes, depending on the size of the company that you work for, there's probably significant amounts of change happening. So it doesn't ever feel, you know, like redundant. It doesn't feel like, um, it doesn't feel like you've been at the same place for all of those years because you've kind of grown up with it. And as you've grown, the company is growing and it is, it does have significant change. So um, I think it says a lot about somebody who's willing to, you know, devote so many years as a loyal, you know, not only employee, but you're probably a brand enthusiast, you know, and obviously that speaks volumes about you. I think that makes a lot of people very comfortable and they trust you. And I will say that that probably has something to do, although I know it does, but um, you have been such a advocate for self-made you. You have referred countless people to our program. And um, and I know that that sometimes isn't the easiest thing. I, I'm just curious, like, how would you say, is there any one scenario that kind of keeps popping up that you're like, oh, you know, they definitely need self-made you or has it been different every time? Um, it's almost different every time. Um, you know, some people have just seen results like through Facebook or in person. Um, since we're all working from home right now, um, we've had a couple opportunities to get together and people can see the changes. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of friends have even talked about they can tell the changes, not just what I look like, but um, you know, I, I work a lot of hours and I put that on myself. Um, and I don't need to do that. But it, you know, just how I'm managing my stress and how I'm kind of trying to change, you know, how I want to be and address those things. So people have noticed for different reasons. Um, and, you know, just started asking questions and what's going on, and especially during the last couple of years when it's just been really hard and it's been a struggle um, for everybody. Everyone's in a different place um, and how, how we've had to adapt to the changes. Everyone's had to do it and everyone's had a different circumstance. So it's been helpful to find a, an outlet to work through all that. Yeah. Awesome. So not knowing that self-made you was going to provide that for you, what did yeah. attract you to self-made you? It was all like, initially it was just all weight loss. Um, yeah. um, my, my cabbie girl, one of the cabbie girls, um, <laughs> she looked fantastic. She shared her story. Um, you know, saw a lot of information. Um, and it was really, it was after the holidays. I joined the crash course in January of 2021 and I just was ready. I was at my highest weight I've ever been, um, joined your crash course. And you know, like to your previous point, I'm like, I can't even make it a half hour a day. Like I'm, I have to go to this meeting. They're all recorded. There was an opportunity to listen still. Um, and it was great just in the first few days, just listening to, you know, don't have to count calories. Don't have to, I, I've followed many programs and counted all sorts of numbers and, mm -hmm. um, it just gave me some promise and hope. And it, there was more to it though, than just uh, a quick fix to lose weight. It was really like thinking about why, why did I end up in that place? And so, yeah, it was all weight loss that drew me in. Um, but I would say it quickly changed after that. 
Yeah. So what would you say was one of the more profound concepts that you <laughs> find yourself maybe applying on the regular or maybe talking the most about or pondering about? Um, and this might not be the concept that you would <laughs> you would call a concept, but um, I think like one of my favorite things that I hear you say is shooting, like stop shooting. Um, and I do that constantly. I'm constantly living in a regret and overthinking things that have happened and beating myself up and not finding the positive in anything. So if I had a bad day eating before, I'd be like, forget it. I'll just keep going. Um, and then, you know, a week later, I should have done this. I should have done that um, instead of looking forward. And so I love the phrase. I love it when you say it. Um, and it just makes me giggle every time, like stop shooting. Um, and, stop shooting all over yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I think it's so great. And because it's, and it's, I'm not saying I don't do it anymore. I still do it, but I, work hard to not do it like and we all catch ourselves like every week on the coaching call i hear someone mm -hmm. like we all go there and you're like stop shooting yeah. <laughs> you're like okay yeah. yeah i am like that's where your mind immediately goes so it's been really great to move out of that and and not like i don't want to live in a world of regret like yeah things happen maybe i didn't make the right choice maybe um i didn't follow my plan entirely but you know, how can I learn from this and move on? And, you know, life's too short. Why am I spending yes. my time on this? Yeah. One of the books that we've um, really kind of focused on in the last month or so is called The Gap and the Gain. And you know that you're in that gap mindset, kind of that lack mindset when you find yourself either measuring against how far it is that you have yet to go or all of the things that you should have done. And so that we've really had an, a great opportunity to just heightening, heighten our awareness around that and how often we go there. And mm -hmm. that's it. It's not like it, I certainly don't have an expectation that people completely stop shooting. I want them to have a heightened sense of awareness around how often their mind defaults there because that's what's generating the guilt or the shame or whatever that emotion is that's really not ending well for them. Um, I want them to have that heightened sense of awareness. And sometimes if you can kind of gamify it or be playful about it, like get somebody kind of laughing about it, it, it does stick. You know, you will yeah. notice it a lot more because it doesn't seem so condemning. It's like, oh, there, there it is again. And, um, but it's just, I think it's amazing when you when you realize how much time we spend in feeling those unwanted emotions and we bring it on ourselves very, you know, unintentionally, subconsciously, but we are doing it. And so that's the goal is to heighten your awareness around it. So bravo. Good for you. I'm super glad that that has like really stuck with you. What would you say since you have that heightened sense of awareness, what would you say are some of the differences that um, you're experiencing in your life? Yeah. And so, you know, the, the one thing, you know, meal plans, um, you know, making protocols for the day, um, uh, even tracking my weight every day. I don't, I I don't, if I go up a little bit, I am not focused on it. Or in the past, I would have focused on it. Um, 
I'm looking at it more, you know, data information, and I'm, and I'm not finding a reason why I want, you know, <laughs> it, it happens right every day. It's going to be different. Yeah. Um, so for weight, food, um, absolutely. It's like just changed, helped me, you know, keep things in perspective. Um, but it's also really helped me in my professional life of, um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't spending time like the self-coaching. That's a big thing. Right. And I wasn't spending time on me. And like, that's a lot of the things you and I talk about, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I remember running through an exercise with you where, you know, you're planning out your week and making time, focus time to do things. And I'm telling you that I'm not getting the exercise in and you're like, well, that's the first thing you scheduled. Right. And I'm like, well, no, <laughs> that was the <laughs> last thing I scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's helping me, you know, just kind of deal with taking care of me first, um, evaluating what's going on, um, planning, planning work around my life instead of planning my life around work. Um, and so there's just a lot of little changes I've made. That's just helped me maintain stress. Like I said, like it's a fast changing environment. Um, you're right. My, my days are all different. My weeks are different. Year over year is very different. Um, but I was letting that consume me and let, letting that be my decision. So I would eat away my emotions. I would not find healthy ways to deal with it. And now um, I'm not shooting, but, you know, I, I'm spending the time looking at why I did those things and not putting it in regret, but figuring out what I can do to change it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I seriously could not have said that any better. I think that, you know, we all are just doing our best, right? We're all just looking for a way to cope. And if you aren't equipped with coping techniques, you're probably going to revert back to something that you've always done very unintentionally. And so um, for you, that might've looked like self-sacrifice. Like you would sacrifice yourself to get all the other things done. Well, you know what? I mean, Kirsten, I have no doubt you are very accomplished, right? You've, you have achieved, you're a high achiever. So that should never be mistaken as something that didn't work for you or something that is a, you know, a a character flaw because it actually did work for you. Right. But at this point in time, when you're at this time of your life, you're now kind of assessing with an open mind is it still working for me? What what would it look like for me to still be just as dedicated, but yet also show myself, you know, equal amounts of love and equal amounts of dedication and trust and commitment? So um, I have no doubt that the way that you've sacrificed has gotten you where you're at. But I also love the fact that you're at a point in, in your life where you've now assessed it and you're like, okay, they're now I'm ready to like pour into me. And um, as much as I wish we would come to that awareness earlier in life, I think I, it took me a lot of years to figure that out too. And I've, I've become such a more happy person. I feel like I'm a more, I love myself more, but I also love other people more because I've worked on myself. And so it shows up, I kind of reap the benefits in a lot of areas of my life, but I just wouldn't hate to leave anyone who might be listening with the sense that, you know, self-sacrificing is wrong. 
it's not wrong. It's sometimes it's just a coping technique and it actually served a purpose. It got you through a point in time of your life that you needed to get through. And it often has big payouts. And for you, it probably did. But um, I'm thrilled to know that you have a different perspective on all of that right now. So I guess that would lead me to say, you know, I think in a nutshell, that's why I think you are such a beautiful example of being self-made. Like, I truly believe that um, you are not afraid to dig in and do the work. And that is the first step is to find the courage to look at how your thinking is actually generating your results. So many people are so afraid to do that. And I, and I understand that, you know, and so um, I would be curious to know what, when you heard me first talking about becoming self-made, I use it a lot um, in our lessons. Like you, all of us are working towards becoming self-made. What does that mean to you? Wow. So yeah. And it's interesting you know, like I would say it took me, it took me a while to, to see that too, or to really like pull it in, um, you know, so like did really well with the program, had great success. But I think that like the real um, being self-made came like even in the last few months versus from the beginning. Um, and part of it was um, being vulnerable, you know, being willing to show up to master classes and share something you know every time i listen to a class and someone's being coached i'm learning something they are there's been so many times or so many topics you've brought up where in my head i'm like i don't need this and five minutes in i'm like oh yeah like i really needed to hear this and some days it was really creepy because you were like right in my head talking about mm -hmm. things i'm like how did she know i needed to hear this today mm -hmm. um but you listen to other people and you realize um you're not alone. We all have struggles. We all have things. We all need some coaching on things. And so it's really helped me to be more, I, I would have told you a year ago that I would never do life coaching, any sort of coaching period. Like, I don't need that. I'm good. Um, and it's really been great for me and helped me, I think, become a better, you know, wife, a better um, manager, a better friend to people. It's just, it's helped me like kind of step back and like the self-coaching and being self-made has just helped me help me listen better and mm -hmm. and let people <laughs> let people be who they are and their circumstances yeah. and who they are. So um, yeah. you know, just concentrate on myself. That's, that's what I need to worry about is myself first. Right. Right. Yeah. There's such a there's a narrative always going on in our head. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that narrative is I need to control them or something outside of me. And it's like, if you can have that heightened sense of awareness that you're having those thoughts that are probably generating a sense or a lack of control or frustration or overwhelm or confusion, um, that's when you can change. And what you really, really need to be, you know, trying to control is the narrative that's going on in your head and just recognizing where it's coming from. So, yeah. you know, not to shame yourself and not to think that you're broken or anything has gone wrong, that it's just, it's a very natural part of our human makeup, but there's a difference between reacting to those thoughts and responding to those thoughts. And so that's, that's the crux of what we do at Self Made You is just yeah. really giving us, giving ourselves some grace that we're even having those thoughts, but then understanding 
okay, so where do we go from here? And and stop assuming we know what other people's thoughts are. <laughs> yeah, that's a big <laughs> Amen, sister. Yeah. So I want to thank you. It has been such a pleasure getting to know you over the course of the last year. Um, Kirsten came to our retreat um, last fall, and I found out that she is an alum of Luther College in Decorah, Iowa. And I have a special place in my heart because that's where my son is going to be graduating from this May. So, um, and then I've, I've always thought we have other family members who have graduated as Kirsten has too um, from Luther and they just turn out such high quality, cool, cool people. So it, <laughs> although I didn't know that about her, it was not surprising. So it's been a pleasure. So thank you so much for spending time with us on a regular basis through our program. And of course, always being one of our you know, best advocates out there. And then of course, spending time today and sharing your story. Yes, thank you. If you are ready to overcome your biggest obstacles and create what you once thought impossible, I wanna invite you to join the Self-Made Mind and Body Program, where you will learn how to master yourself. It's the only thing that stands in the way of what you want most. Learn more at www.self-made and the letter u.com.